0: So here's something slightly different today for the Christina Talks podcast. I was actually asked by a good friend of mine, Azzy Aslam, to go on his podcast as a guest. So his podcast is Changing Habits, Changing Lives. Um, go in, have a listen to that. Um, but here's a little excerpt, if you like, from that episode. Um, you know, do you know what? We talked about so many things in that episode. The, the, the plan was we were going to talk about personal branding. Um, and and just kind of leave it there. But we ended up going down these little avenues and talking about behaviour a little bit, talking about the 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 sort of the, the cyber safety elements as well of of putting stuff out there online, and talking about how you know how to be comfortable with. And I guess, yeah, it is a personal branding topic, but how to be comfortable with putting yourself out there as well. So I definitely think it was a really good conversation and there are definitely some key points in that episode. Um, But here's just, you know, here's some of the best bits, if you like, for you to have a listen to. Here we go. And so today I've got just the person who's
1: going to help us sort out mine and your personal branding. So with me today is Christina Robinson. Christina is the MD owner of Green Umbrella Marketing. And it's great to have Christina here. There's a, there's a bit of a story about this, but we'll but just say hello to Christina first, and we'll touch on the little story
0: in a minute. Hi, Christina. Hi. Uh, how are you doing, Azzy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Thank you. Looking forward to this. You put right. me through my paces. <laughs>
1: Well, let me let, let me just touch on this because when we first spoke, you did tell me that you sort of came to uh, Green Umbrella Marketing. I think it was was it just for a temporary period on a part time basis, and now you own it.
0: Yeah. So um, I so well, it's just coming up to eight years ago. I had done a I'd gone back to university as a mature student, and part of my degree touched on social media marketing. And up until that point, I really wasn't very interested in social media. And through that course, I kind of went, mm, I think there's a bit of a business idea here. I think this is a way of making money. Did a bit of a Google search and discovered this business that was essentially on my doorstep. I literally live about two minutes from the office and I didn't know the business was here. So I kind of liked the Facebook page, that kind of stuff. And a um, couple of, literally a day or two later, they were advertising for a freelance role Um, and it was just like, you know, a couple of hours a day, very, very part-time and I applied for that and within a week I was working freelance for the business. Within um, a few weeks of that, that turned into a part-time role on payroll that very quickly became a full-time role and fast forward to the 1st of April 2019 um, I actually bought out the founder of the business and became the, the sole director. So, yeah, it's kind of, it's been a bit of a, a, bit of a whirlwind. It feels like yesterday um, and just the way it all happened has just been crazy. To the, it's, it's been quite a journey, quite a journey.
1: Taking opportunities as they arise, as they say. So that's, I mean, I, I remember when I first started working in corporate, I took a temporary job at IBM and I used to work in the mailroom. And I actually worked in the mailroom for two weeks. That's all it was. And then I spent 12 years and came out having been through their sales school, their, uh, as a salesperson and working across Europe and all sorts of stuff before I actually left IBM 12 years later. And it just happened that I just took this temporary role. When we had nothing to do in the mailroom, I'd go out and just talk to people. And there was this group we were sort of linked to. And uh, I would say, is there anything I can do? Because I was bored. And he said, yeah, you can do that. And he sort of got me on the computer, he made me do all the boring stuff that he didn't want to do. And so I would do it. You know, I didn't mind. You know, I spent an hour, an hour and a half doing it. And then I think it was about six months later, he became a manager of a technical group. And he, and he came down about a week later and said, Azzy, come and talk to me because I think I've got a job for you. And that's when my professional IBM career started. And then he made me full time. And lo and behold, that's it. That was my, that's how my career started. So
0: it's bizarre isn't it it's kind of right place at the right time actually you don't realize in that moment but actually years later you kind of look at it and realize it's actually quite a pivotal moment you know puts you on a completely different track and it's funny when I think about who I was at that point when I think about who I was just four or five years ago when I was already full-time in the business versus who I am today there's quite a lot of change that's happened and self-education and self-awareness, self-confidence. But it's, yeah, it's quite, it's quite interesting how, how these things happen. And actually, quite often, you can bring it back to sort of just one, one decision or one moment. And, and that's, that's the trigger for, for massive change. Absolutely.
1: Just, let's just touch very briefly on um, Green Umbrella Marketing. So what do you do? What does Green Umbrella Marketing do? What are the areas that you cover?
0: Okay, so we are a digital marketing agency. Um, That can mean a lot of different things for a lot of different people. So we don't do like your traditional SEO and your Google Ads, but essentially we do everything else you could possibly need to do online to get clients into your business, essentially. Um, Our specialism is social media, so social media management, coaching, and training. And we niche within the independent recruitment agency sector. So we work with a lot of independent recruiters up and down the UK. Um, but that's about 70% of our business. The other 30% of our clients, they're everything from um, sock manufacturers to electrical engineers to um, we've worked with pet crematoriums before now, a uh, manufacturer of English Bone China. It's, it's really, it could be anything and everything. But like I said, we try and niche within that recruitment space.
1: Good to hear that you've got such a diverse range of clients because everybody's starting to realise that being online, doing marketing online is important, which I guess nicely sort of gets us to this personal branding thing. So what what is personal branding from your perspective? I think different people have different views, but let me get your view.
0: Okay, so personal branding is about building the awareness of you as an individual professional okay so i want people to know about green umbrella as a business okay but i also want people to be aware of me as an individual because essentially people buy from people digital marketing agencies social media specialists there are there's tons and tons and tons of us out there but the reality is if my personal brand is strong enough if you need my services you're going to come through me before you come through one of my other competitors potentially. And, you know, sometimes like, you know, going back to that people buy from people thing as well, I might not be the right person for you to buy social media services from. You might not warm to me. You might not like my approach. You might not like the, the way I speak about my subject. Um, you might find me too fun. You might find me too serious. And so it's actually, it's having that awareness of, Especially in what I do, it's about what you're going to get, what that experience is going to be of working with me. So like, they're, the, they're all the bits, if you like, that kind of come into, into that personal brand. But it is very much about people being aware of you as an individual, what you can offer, how you're going to offer it, who you're going to help.
1: How important now is personal branding in the world we're in? And I, and I also want to touch on personal branding people who work for let's say larger organizations as well I mean is it just as relevant for them as individuals?
0: So I don't think it matters the size of your business okay it whether you are a solo operator or a um, you know a, a, a PLC you've got your business brand and you've got the brand of you as an individual and essentially they're, they're both equally important. However, as a business owner, you really need to think about what are you going to do with your business, okay? So when people ask me how important is a personal brand or if it's more important than, than their company brand, I kind of ask them when the business owners, what's their exit strategy? If you want to sell your business, so when I bought Green Umbrella, the pre, you know, the founder of this business, her LinkedIn network, her personal brand, went with her it didn't stay with the business whereas all the energy that went into building the green umbrella brand that stays with the business and you know if we don't get that balance, then sometimes it, it can affect the value of your brand okay in, in monetary terms what i would say however is it's the people in your business that are going to help you grow your brand so it's only ever going to be as strong as the personal brands of the people within it So this is where we have to be really kind of thinking about keeping everything um, sort of level, if you like. We're going to work on them both equally. And as your business grows, that's when you can start to shift and actually put more emphasis on your business brand rather than your personal brand. But it is yeah. anyone in a sales role, if they haven't got a strong personal brand, they're going to struggle getting results. In, in today's world, it's just that not having that personal brand or not having a strong personal brand, you're really kind of putting blocks in your own way.
1: You know, with all the online presence from LinkedIn profiles to social, you know, other social medias from Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, etc. It all adds to people's personal brand. So what contributes, what makes up a personal brand?
0: So I think it's it's very much about the content you create it's about the it's about what you want to put out there it's you have to identify the perception you want to create okay so um i i always talk about this in the fact that i don't want to call myself an expert in social media okay i don't think you can be an expert because i you know i delivered a training session this morning that i could deliver tomorrow afternoon and in the interim LinkedIn's changed something on the profile or Facebook's introduced a new interface on Ads Manager. So I'm dealing with a subject where it's very difficult to, I feel, it's very difficult to call yourself an expert when the ground's constantly changing beneath you. But the perception I want to create is that other people see me as being an expert and therefore from a personal brand perspective, I need to ensure the content I put out there ticks that box. So I'll share a lot of information about what the changes are in social media, what that means for you in terms of your marketing strategy, tips and tricks and my thoughts and opinions. So over the last sort of three, four, actually over the last two, three months, um, when TikTok has been in the news over and over again, I've been on podcasts and live shows and written blogs talking about what I think the future is going to hold for TikTok. It's not because I'm in it. It's not because I think that everyone should be introducing TikTok into their marketing strategy. It's because I want to be seen as the person you go to because they're ahead of the game, because they know what's coming, because they're a leader in that field. Okay. So like I said, it's very much about understanding the perception you want to create and then creating content that, that answers that along that, with that as well. It's about understanding how you want to deliver things and who you want to work with. So I don't want to work with people that take themselves too seriously. I don't want to work with people that don't get marketing or don't get social media from a business perspective. So again, the tone in which I share information, I kind of tick that box as well. It's kind of through my content. I'm probably pushing some people away. But where I'm, you know, where I'm repelling some people, I'm attracting the ones I really want. And, and again, this, it all becomes part of my personal brand.
1: I hear that a lot and I get that. And I'm starting to learn about building my own personal brand. Uh, but the one thing you said, which was uh, really true, uh, is that perception is reality. So, so how do you go about doing that? How would you, you know, look at what is the perception you want to
0: create? Okay, so it starts off with who you want to target who is your ideal client? Okay. And actually then really drilling into that avatar or that persona and understanding what makes them tick, because then you can identify who do I need to be or what do I need to be? Or how do I need to talk? What things do I need to talk about in order to be attractive to them? Okay, and 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 that's the thing. And it's not necessary. It's not about you suddenly having to be something that you're not. It's just about understanding. Okay, how do you pull those things out of yourself? How do you put a magnifying glass on that bit of your personality and and that bit of your knowledge? So, you know, from a social media perspective, everyone expects me to be, you know, sort of full of energy and quite out there and a bit quirky and the rest of it. The reality is, I'm quite boring. I'm really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit mad sometimes. Of course I am. But most of the time, I, you know, in the office, here, we, despite all the bright colours we have around our brand and, you know, if you, if you follow us on social media, you'll see some of the stuff we do. And it, it's quite kind of, it's quite funky, I would say. I'm the least funky person you'll ever meet. But I have a wicked sense of humour and the, the way I tell my stories and that kind of stuff that's the bit I can identify from a personal brand perspective. And so I kind of put the magnifying glass on, on those bits of me and make sure I'm, I'm consistently putting that out into the world.
1: So you're the real person, maybe a little bit different to the perception that we put out.
0: Okay, so your personal brand is kind of, um, so you're at the beach, you're walking along, you know, licking your ice cream, eating your donuts, whatever it might be. Um, you know, getting your fish and chips. And there's someone there that you've got your street artists, that sort of stuff. And there's someone there doing caricatures. OK, your personal brand is like a caricature of yourself. So I talk a lot and especially when I talk about LinkedIn, I talk about bringing the human in and being, you know, bringing, you know, making it personal doesn't mean that we got to t- we've got to tell the world every inch of our lives and we don't have to open up every little secret to the world okay I you know I've got some um I've got some stories that I've been told are inspirational um, and and interesting and you know wow but I don't share a lot of those stories online I, I don't have to share everything publicly yeah I can still have a strong personal brand but still actually keep that that bit of me back and I think sometimes this is almost a block that people have they kind of feel like if if I'm going to put myself out there I need to put the whole of me out there and that's simply not the case you know it is about being comfortable with what you share and comfortable with the person you're 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 creating online and and like I said I do feel like it's almost a bit of a, a caricature of those parts of your of yourself that you're you're happy to share I was going to say people sort of, when it comes to social media, when it comes to being online, people forget that what we're doing isn't anything new, okay? It's just that we've got new technology to do it with. If we went back 20, 30, 40 years, people were still meeting up to shake hands and exchange business cards and have conversations and get to know each other, you know, and we just didn't have Facebook or LinkedIn or Instagram or TikTok or, or, you know, Twitter, or we didn't have any, we didn't have emails to do this stuff with, but it all still happened. We all, you know, these personal brands still existed. People still networked. And the kind of the biggest education piece that I do is actually that stuff you've been doing from a very early age, all we're doing is kind of recreating that in a in a digital environment. Now, I'm I'm actually not teaching people anything new,
1: and it's a lot more immediate now as well. I think uh, I'm just looking back at my time because uh, I've been around a long time, and. Um... You know before social media really sort of happened we we you know I did have a number of years where we, where it wasn't there for us, so we did have people and, and and you know I was one of them where I wore a suit to work, you know blue blue suit, white shirt, and all that kind of good stuff for i b m and then when I got home, um it was completely different. I was a completely different person, so my persona from nine to five or when I was you know working for the company was actually different. And we found the same with everybody else. you know we'd sort of go off at the end of the day, or particularly what was interesting we were particularly on training courses. So during the training courses, we'd all you know nine to five be in a particular mode, and then at the end of it, we'd all sort of got back to the to the hotel, got changed, put our jeans on, ran out, you know, and we were completely different people. But I think it's it now seems to be far more immediate with the personas we have on online, and uh, there's a lot more of it happening recently where you know people are saying and doing things which actually get them fired
0: yeah do do you know this is a um it's the instant gratification people and this is i have a real challenge because people's expectations are really out of whack so we were having a conversation um previously where we talked about basically like the numbers game. So like how many connections have you got on LinkedIn or, you know, how many followers have you got on Instagram, but that sort of stuff. It's, I think people kind of create these accounts where they decide they, you know, that's going to be their next goal. And they kind of want to, especially on LinkedIn, people start an account. They want to get to 500 connections tomorrow. But actually if you were given a box of 500 business cards you wouldn't expect to be able to go and hand them out to 500 people or be asked for them 500 times by tomorrow. You know, it's like this, this instant gratification thing has really, in the business sense, has created some quite unrealistic expectations. And so that, that, that's one element of it. But another element is that there is no line anymore, anymore between business and personal unless we choose to put it there. So, you know, there's things like um, Facebook, for example. I don't connect with people on Facebook. I'm, I'm not friends with on Facebook with people that I know from a business perspective. I do it on LinkedIn. I do it on Twitter. I do it on Instagram. But Facebook is protected. I use, That's where I share stuff to do with my kids and my family. And, you know, and that is the... Funnily enough, it's the social media platform I probably update the least as well. So it's, it's more reflective of this kind of quiet, private person that I really am. Whereas everything else, you know, LinkedIn especially, it's like every day I've got a voice on there. Every day there's something happening. Um, but it is, the lines of, bl- it, everything's out of whack. Our expectations, the, the lines aren't there. And I think this is where people really struggle, again, with the personal branding piece. But it's just about putting some rules in place for yourself. I think that's, that really is a key to getting it right. You
1: say you, you, know, you, can, you need to draw some sort of uh, line between personal and the persona that's created. So let's just talk about that. I mean, what are the kind of things that you can use which will still help you build a personal brand, but you can keep certain aspects separate?
0: So I think that very much comes down to the individual. OK, so that there is no hard and fast rule on that. But it is about you being comfortable. And, um, and the other thing, really, that I've, I kind of, I try and build in wherever I can is also actually about your security. So some people will, you know, all the, all the lines come down, you know, they're, they're, there's no crossover, and all of a sudden they're putting a lot of information into public domain where it's like, actually, now we know what your date of birth is we know what your mother's maiden name is, you know, and it's like all this kind of, you know, we know that you're going to be, we know where you live, we know you're going to be on holiday and how long for, and, you know, and actually it's amazing the amount of information people put out there into the world that just makes them open for attack, you know, and and just, you know, cyber crimes going through the roof and um, I'll have to dig out the link and send it to you, Azzy, but there's this fantastic video where, um, a coffee shop's been set up and every time someone enters the coffee shop, essentially they've got um, sort of hackers and data miners there. And these individuals, essentially it's like you connect to the Wi-Fi and like the Facebook page um, of the shop and they can instantly find out all this information about you. On the so phone. as they're making you from, yeah, from your phone, from your Facebook account, essentially, and in your online footprint. So as they're making the coffee... They're being um, the people doing the hacking are kind of like that. They're they're in the barista's ear and they're writing on the cup everything they know about this individual. So when you're served your coffee, it's also got everything about like where you live, how many kids you got, your date of birth, what where do you work, what job do you do, all this information. Um, and one of the funniest parts of it is that you know you, you the video is kind of like seeing people's reactions as they get these their coffee cups with their lives on them essentially. That's all been gained from social media, and um, there's one particular woman. She leaves the shop and walks down the street, finishes her coffee, and puts the coffee cup in the bin. Oh, with all and the you data. just think, that's got all that all that data on. Yeah. So obviously, that's an extreme story, I guess, for what we're talking about. Um, I warned you I'd go off topic. Um, no, <laughs> but, I no, I, you know, I think this
1: is really, really important. Actually, this is really important. Please carry on.
0: Yeah, you know, it like I said it, it is just you know you put as put as much out there as you're comfortable putting out there but at the same time just protect that basic information that is you know going to keep you secure online. We educate our children, okay, primary school children are educated on how to stay safe online. You know, and actually um Ofcom did some research I think it was about may june time last year i, I haven't seen an updated version come out yet um, and the research that they found is that when it came to sort of being safe online it was actually like the you know the 13s and under were far more educated far more aware of the risks than actually their parents or grandparents are you know and we're the ones that are supposed to be teaching and we're the ones that are supposed to be protecting them which is mad when you think about it. But yeah, like I said, it is, for me, it is very much about when it comes to your personal brand and drawing that line, it's each individual has to make that decision. Um, I, I just asked everyone that they just think about some of the information they share and be really, really careful about that. You know, when you see these little puzzles on Facebook and it's like, you know, f- especially around Christmas, find your elf name and it's like, you know basically you, you're kind of giving things away like the, the the letter of the town you live in and the, your middle initial and you know all this sort of stuff you know what what the name of your first pet and and stuff like that it's just actually we do you kind of do it innocently you don't realize what you're putting out there um but yeah i don't know does that answer the question i know it, i went well the it, we with. we have
1: talked about it, but i think i think it's it, it's worth just talking about it because it is important it's i think it tags on quite nicely with with personal branding because it's all online and these things are important i mean I, I i come from the it technology background i have vpn on my phone <laughs> i have vpn on my uh, on my uh you know home uh, uh, router for so anybody who connects they, they use it. So, you know, so I've been I've been there. We've uh, you know, we, we, we use encryption uh, There are th- there are lots of things you can do and we've sidetracked now There's lots of things you can do to protect it and I you know I'm sort of conscious of those as well So I do say people get VPN get you can get all sorts of you encrypt your phones. Yeah. I am a little bit cautious still about online storage. So these you know, oh, you yeah, put all your stuff in, uh, in online storage and, and, and online storage is just another piece of storage. And when, you, when the big companies get a data breach, guess what? Somebody's just got access to all your photographs mm-hmm. you put online, a whole terabyte of it, and now now what? I mean, yeah. what you can't see here, I actually have a, a, a raided disk drive here with, 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 four, with four terabytes on it, and that's my backup. But the beauty of it is, you know what? I switch it off. I switch it off at the end of the day, and nobody can access it because it's not accessible. And that's, mm. that's safe me. But, the, but then I did work for people like IBM and, and other tech companies. So I sort of know a little bit about it. Anyway, we, we sort of digressed a little bit. So yeah.
0: but, but, that, that. but that's a good analogy. I might steal, you know, you get to switch that off at the end of the day, yeah. but you know, the stuff that you, anything that you put online, you can't ever switch off. There's a lot of damage that can be done with personal branding as well when people kind of you know they make let's say they make poor decisions they put something out there that should never have been out there um you know I kind of I always use that analogy imagine there's a big billboard outside your front door that you like all your neighbors can see and your mum's gonna see when she comes to visit if you don't want it on that billboard don't put it online and that's the best way to protect your personal brand as well as to have that kind of that thought process and that that approach to the content you're producing so
1: that, let's, let's touch on the content that people produce because it is the content that they produce which builds the personal brand. I'm going to split this in two, into two, uh, two pieces. I always say to my clients, uh, my coaching clients, when we talk about their lives, their work, their careers, I say, you have to have a plan for yourself. Don't wait for the company to give, give you a plan. Otherwise, you're going to be part of their plan. So when they decide to keep you, sack you, that's their plan. So you have to plan for yourself. So if you're actually trying to build your own personal branding, where do you, I mean, where do you start in terms of the content and how particular do you need to be with the kind of content you, you are going to put out there? I know you've touched on it earlier on, but let's just try to dig in a little bit deeper
0: now. Okay, so first of all, set some really clear objectives, okay, so it might be let's say you're in a sales role, mm-hmm. okay, so it might be your you know okay, I need to have if i'm if I'm going to meet all my targets, et cetera, et cetera, and you know set the targets for yourself um that you know from a prospecting perspective, you know maybe that's your objective i I want to achieve x number of um you know leads per week, month, whatever. It might be that you want to be seen as an expert in your field and that's the objective you're choosing, okay? It might be that you are, um, you know, you really kind of want to promote yourself and get lots of um, sort of testimonial, that kind of thing as well. So there's kind of like 15, 20 different objectives that I've got listed and I I quite often say to people just, I generally present them with like 10 to 12 of them and, and get them to pick three, Okay so it is just be really clear what are we actually trying to achieve through this personal brand and then all the content you produce will really tie into that okay so let's say let's look at that kind of thought leader expert status as an example if i'm want to if i'm wanting to be seen as that thought leader i need to share some thoughts okay and i need to share thoughts on stuff that people are kind of scared and waiting for everyone else to speak first on okay so so that's one thing now how do we do that we can create blogs we can create video we can just write social media posts it doesn't have to be a 500 word article it could just be you know a, a a longer paragraph or you know just a couple of paragraphs on a on a linkedin update Like I said, it is actually about putting some stuff out there that is original, that belongs to us, that's communicating our opinion. Equally, be up to date with the news that's coming out for your industry, for your sector, or for the the industry and sector you're serving. And, you know... You know, I'm sure there's sort of several organizations um, in in the coaching world you probably go to for best practice, that kind of stuff. Um, You know, if it was you, Azzy, you would take one of those articles, you would post that. um, And with that article from a third party, you'd you'd add your two-pen to it as well. So let's say it's like, you know, five coaching hacks to accelerate your results. You might post that and go, actually, I don't agree with any of these. And these are the reasons why you might post and say you know okay you know some interesting things here I especially like number three and this is the reason why these are five great things but they've missed that one okay so all of a sudden it's not like you're just sharing an article and going yeah this is good sharing an article and going this is interesting
1: yeah because we see we see a lot on linkedin where people just share articles and then they don't say anything nothing with nothing so that's not actually helping and I think there's a lot of that that goes on in the coaching world. So I, I get a little bit annoyed about it. And, and I just, you know, I, I, I come from a family of psychologists, which I keep mentioning a few, a few times, so people know, people should know this. So psychology, neuroscience, and all this kind of stuff is really important to me. And science-based facts is really important to me. So I, in my coaching, I talk about habits, routines, disciplines, processes, because that is what you're actually trying to change. And when people say, oh no, it's okay, you know, just set a goal and you know you'll be able to do it. You know, you've got you've got everything. Well, actually, most you've people got don't. It. <laughs> yeah. Most people don't. They don't have it. What they actually need is they need to understand what, what are the habits that they're trying to change, what are the new habits they need to develop. And then how do we go about achieving those? And supporting that is a whole raft of mechanics and methods which uh, you know g- gladly there's a whole range of them so you pick the one that works for you one one coaching method does not work for everybody you've got to pick the bits that's going to work for you to get you to where you want to get to and don't rely on woo-woo
0: so this is the thing okay so let's think about you and your personal brand based on what you've just said what based on that the clients you want to attract and not the clients that are buying into the woo woo maybe they've tried the woo woo and they know it's has its place and they want something with more value and therefore they're looking for that more scientific approach okay so immediately from a personal branding perspective the content you're going to create the content you're going to put out there it's going to share those stats it's going to it you don't have to discredit the woo-woo stuff, but you can talk about why that doesn't work for some, you know, the woo-woo stuff doesn't work for people that are this, this, and this. Okay. And actually people read that and they go, well, God, I'm those three things. And I tried the woo-woo stuff. Maybe, you know, okay, as he's the guy I need to go to now. So you then tick that kind of, is that trust box? Um, You know, people that, if, if I look at all of my sort of digital marketing, and social media gurus, people talk about know, like, trust all the time. We have to know that there's this guy out there called Azzy that we can talk to. We have to see your content. So, you know, you have to be present. You have to be putting something out there because the more you put out there, the more we decide that we like you. OK, or not. But, you know, in liking you, you're creating that affinity with us. You're serving that content to us that sort of piques our interest. Okay. And in doing that, you're building that trust with us. And, you know, trust has to be earned, especially online. We can't just peddle other people's stuff. We've we've got to create our own. And, and this is why it's so important because, like I said, just sharing sharing that article and going, hey, here's an article you should read. Hey, here's an article you should read. Doesn't add value. We trust people that give us value. Are you you married, Azzy? Might be. (laughs) No, I am. am, am. You are. Okay. So the first time you met this person that you were going to marry and spend the rest of your life with, the very first time you met them, did you say, let's get married, buy a house, retire together? Of course not. There was a bit of, bit of a journey you went on from there to where you are today, right? There is a
1: bit of a journey. And, and to be honest, I'll tell you a little secret. I, the first time I ever met her and we uh, we got chatting, I gave her my... De- at the end of the, the evening, because we were this, this do somewhere in London, and uh, I gave her my details and uh, never heard from her. And then eventually I, I, got, <laughs> I got around to calling her. And I said, oh, never heard from her. I thought you might give me a call. She said, no, I threw your stuff, you stuff in the bin as I got home. <laughs> brilliant <laughs> so uh so so you're right I mean knowing like, I mean she, yeah she might 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 have sort of got to know me a little bit may have liked me but certainly didn't trust me so she threw my my card <laughs> and, and she got in so uh so
0: but, the, right. but this is this is the thing you know again going to that instant gratification it's like people want to people want to go straight to marriage mm. you know they, they don't want to do that no like trust thing they, they they're like I've, I've met you now give me your money <laughs> you know from a sales perspective and yeah. it's kind of yeah. like you know in what networking situation do you walk up to someone shake their hand and as you let go look for the five pound note yeah yeah you know and and this is the thing from a personal brand perspective it takes time it takes time it takes commitment it takes consistency you this it's a long game that you're playing but it does pay off it always pays off
1: now we, we you, you said it takes time and and you know that's a how long' is a piece of string question, i guess it really depends on you your your situation, your circumstances, what you're talking about the sector and so on but in terms of kind of information that you put out there so you, uh, so what I was going to say was consistency so how what what is consistency what do you term as consistency in this you know 24 hours a day online system, which is constantly alive and there.
0: So, I think it's about showing content regularly. So, most of the social media platforms now I'm not saying you need to focus on every single social media platform going, um, but you know, pick if you're just going to pick one, that's fine, but double down and focus on it. Don't have every social media platform going and do a sub average job on all of them. You know, if just focus on one or two, three maybe, okay? But you focus on one, you you get that going, you work at it, you create your presence there, you make sure you're really strong, you're working it consistently, and then bring the next one on and do the same with that. When you're working two consistently, then bring the third one on, okay? Don't dilute your efforts, essentially. Um, But it is, it's about posting regularly, It's about showing up regularly as well. So I would argue, especially on platforms like LinkedIn, 80% of what you do on there should be about engaging with other people, not just broadcasting your message. And that's another thing from a personal brand perspective. You wanna be part of the community. You wanna be part of the group, okay? You want to be the, the center of attention. Think back to the school playground, okay? They were, were always the cool kids, okay? They are always at the centre of attention. You know, you, I, I wasn't one of the cool kids. You know, can you believe it? I know it's tough. Um, but, you know, you, you kind of, you'd look on and you'd think, oh, I wish I had that many friends. And the reality is that, yes, they were, you know, probably leaders and the rest of it, but they would be, be engaging with so many people all the time and that's why people were, that's why they magnetised people. So showing up is really, really important, making sure that you're present, um, making sure you're contributing to others so that you you can sort of, you know, like I say, magnetise people to you rather than just be broadcasting your message all the time. Um, and to bring that human element into it as well, you know, and, and pe- to be doing that consistently. So whether that is your personal opinion on something, and not being afraid to put out that out there. Whether it's videos of you, photo, you know, photos that include you as well. Um, it is about having that face in the feed, essentially.
1: So, looking at the different types of content, there's obviously you know, stuff you can repost. You can write uh, short articles or your viewpoints and so on. And there's a lot of push to sort of say, you know, video is a thing. Video is a thing. Get video out there. I mean, what's, what's the, you know, your view in terms of the different types of uh, content that we should be putting out there to
0: support our brand? Okay, so think of it as a bit of a star system, okay? So if you just put a text-only post out there, so you just, like I say, just write in a paragraph and you're popping that on Facebook. That's like a one star post. OK, A two star post would be an image that you've posted and you've added some text with. Um, a three star post at this point, we're kind of thinking sort of video, really. OK, um, now. The thing with video is that it's so easy to produce yourself. You know, your mobile phone is pretty much all you need. If you want to upgrade your kit, get a microphone you can plug into your your iPhone or, or whatever as well, and so that you get better sound. Um, but it's, it's about producing that video content. It's about getting that out there. Now, for a four star post, we can start to kind of start to mix things together. So we can start to look at doing things like, um, they're called audiograms, so it, it's like an image, um, as you might take a bit of the, the audio from this podcast, and it's like you have a, a voice, um, a sound wave appearing on that image, that kind of stuff. It's a bit more interesting, again, slightly different piece of content. People notice it. So that would give you like a four-star status, if you like, because you're doing something a bit different. I've um,
1: just I've just spent two hours doing that early, earlier today just have you? yeah I just got onto headliner. I think it's called headliner
0: podcasting headliner, uh,
1: yeah. uh, platform they point me to headliner so I, I literally just just started and I made a couple of those today so trying to get my head around those so anyway that's yeah. four stars so what about the yeah. five star
0: so five stars really about going live It's about doing live content so whether it's a facebook live or uh, facebook live instagram live linkedin live do live videos on youtube if you've got enough subscribers as well Um, that type of content again is really really strong and the, the great thing about the live content is that people are terrified to do it so if you're the one that is brave enough to do it and you're doing it on a regular basis then actually again Is that perception you're creating. I'm I'm not the most confident person in the world. Everything you're seeing on this call is, um, I wouldn't say it's staged, but I definitely step into character so that I can remove all those blocks that would kind of like all those limiting beliefs and all that sort of stuff. And there's a lot of tricks that I use. So um, this is a fabric banner behind me. So I have two banners that I kind of switch in and switch out. So I've, I'm never worried about my background. I always make sure my screen is like an, an arm's length in front of me because I'm, I'm constantly moving my hands. I can't, I'm one of those people I just can't keep still. Um, and if I, if I wasn't being careful of that, I'd be smashing my hands on the desk every five minutes and causing all sorts of disruptions on the sound. Before we begin, I always do a little test and make sure I'm in the right position on the screen because this is all stuff I worry about. So I have all these little habits, okay, that I've created to make sure that when I then go live, I'm really, really comfortable. I'm really, really confident. I, um, I know that if I plan what I'm going to say too much, I fall apart, I get all confused, it doesn't come across organically and naturally and the rest of it. So um, if I'm doing something and it's just me in the video or like if I was in your position, I was, doing the per- I was the person doing the interviewing, I would literally have a post-it note right next to my camera with like five or six bullet points of only two or three words each so that I made sure I could keep coming back and not, I always go off track, but I wouldn't go too far off track and that kind of thing. Now, people that watch me... Um, one of my clients said, oh, you know, Christine, you're such an inspiration. I love talking to you. You're so comfortable with it all, blah, blah, blah. And I said, well, no, I'm not. I'm really not. This is all the stuff I do so that I can create the perception that I'm comfortable. Okay. I um, I don't tell many people this, actually. <laughs> so I can't believe I'm about to share it on your podcast. Um, I when i was younger i had speech therapy so i used to get all my l's and m's muddled up and even there's still words yeah everyone has those words they fall over okay that that's quite natural um but there's certain words i almost like i wouldn't say i panic about saying them but in a situation like this i'm really really conscious and i there's almost like tiny little pauses that where I have a, like, I've said it in my head before it comes out of my mouth, but just in case I get it wrong, because I'm really aware of that. And, and it's funny, it's like all these things kind of get in the way and you can let them be excuses or you can just feel the fear and do it anyway. So a lot of the work I do, especially when it comes to content creation, is like, actually, how do we get people confident on video? How do we get people confident so they can do live video? Now, we're recording this on Zoom. There's no reason why you couldn't have live streamed this at the same time and repurpose this content. You know, it, it, it's stuff like that. And actually, people kind of think, oh, there's all this effort, all this time required to produce this content that's going to show me at my best, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the more you do it, the more you build these habits in, the less you worry about all this stuff as well. I don't think about how I prepare anymore. You know, when, when I break it down, I, I can tell you those are all the things I do. But actually probably took me, I don't know, less than a minute to do all that preparation because the, the habit is there. It's like muscle memory, right? And, you know, you know about habit far more than I do. Yep. But, it, you know, it's probably making a lot of sense to you what I'm saying.
1: It is. And there's no such thing as muscle memory. <laughs> <laughs> I actually put this out in a post and somebody said, oh, yes, there is. Yes, there is. I said, no, there isn't. There's no such thing as muscle memory. You're conflating two totally different things. One is memory, which is in the head, and one is muscle, which is just a tissue. And muscles do not retain any memory of anything you choose to do. What you're actually doing is you're creating habits and connections in your brain which tell your muscles what to do. And that's that's where the habit sits. Anyway, so we digress.
0: Okay. Well, no. I tell you that another funny part of this. So again, people people expect me to be quite high energy, mm. when actually I'm quite a I'm quite a calm kind of I'm not monotone, but I'm certainly I'm I'm kind of like on a quite a calm consistent level is how people would describe me. So when it comes to doing things like this, I have to do something beforehand. So whether it's playing some music and having a bit like. My daughter's in the office with me today, and she was like, "Thought oh, you said you normally play music and dance around before these things." And I was like, "That's why I'm bouncing in my chair <laughs> because it's like actually, if you produce that energy within your body, it's you know, it gives you that confidence to create this stuff."
1: Well, here's here's a tip: if you ever need to do something difficult, which is is going to take a lot of your brain power, you should get down and do ten press ups or squats or anything to get the blood going because. That actually helps the brain to click in and be more uh, switched on than if you actually sat there sedentary. Uh, so that's, a, that's actually a trick. That's, uh, that's what you should do. So if you ever go into an exam, if you ever go into a test, if you ever go into an interview, go for a walk, go for a, you know, just get the blood going a little bit. And it actually works because it kicks in these neurotransmitters and it gets these, you know, these, these hormones sort of kicking in and it actually makes you alert. So what you're doing is absolutely spot
0: on. Yeah, and you know the, the funny thing with it? It's, it only takes a minute or two to get kind of in that zone, okay? Because you, you, physic, you physically feel the difference. Yeah. And actually, from the point you stop, you know, I'm, I'm still feeling the buzz now. Okay. And we're, I don't know how many minutes into this episode, but you know, it, it's kind of like, actually it takes much longer for it to wear off than it does to get it going in the first place. Well, so you, if you, you are
1: you keep trickling it in as well, because, because you're in that situation now and you're, you're now involved in this, you'll keep the levels going. They will decrease over time, but because you're involved in that situation, you will you will continually keep that uh, you know those neurotransmitters kicking in a little bit more, and a little bit longer. That's why you always feel as though actually you can keep going. But I'll guarantee you know an hour, an hour and a half into this, you'll start to sort of you know it'll start Crash. to wane because it will go down because your body's now ready for actually something
0: else to do. Absolutely, Do you know I, I, it is when you're present when you're presenting webinars and yeah, you know, I imagine if you have a day where you're doing like two or three of these in a day, you probably when you finish the last one, it's like physically your body just crashes. See, yep. I knew I'd smash something somewhere and ruin the sound. Um, but yeah, your body just crashes, right? And you just feel that kind of sudden drop in your energy levels. You're like, oh, it's, right, it's I can go home cortisol,
1: now. Uh, cortisol and adrenaline, they drop. And mm. that's why it makes you physically, physically feel as though you're dropping because yeah. the, stress, the, the stress factors that keep you heightened actually have gone away. You know, the, the, the webinar stopped, the seminar stopped, the call stopped, and then you, boom, it, and literally they yeah. dropped very dra- dramatically. Anyway, that, that's, see, I get, I get back to the science. I tell you all about it. No, you know.
0: Okay, but here's, here's another way for you to put the spin on the science, though. As someone watching that content and watching someone in that space and with that energy and enthusiasm who is sharing that valuable information with you, when you're watching that, you feed off of it, right? Mm. And again, if you think from that um, personal branding perspective, if you 're able to give that to someone, who are they going to buy from when they need that product or that service? Mm. Who are they going to feel the affinity with you know and, and i think I think that really is the power of um like the the personal brand if you can get those bits right and you can sort of inject that and you can create that video content you can do those the live videos um you know audio now is you know podcast podcasts are the new black essentially um i don't think video is going to get any more popular um than it has done already i don't think it's going to be favored any more than it has done already by the social media platforms and algorithms but I kind of see that in the future, the audio thing is going to come through as well. So, um, you know, as much as, I've, you know, we've kind of gone to a, to a five star rating, it really is actually audio podcasting right now, whether you're creating Alexa skills or, um, you know, launching a podcast. Actually, that is where you're, you know, you're really taking your content to superstar level at this point.
1: Yeah, the podcasts have really worked for me. It's just, I think it's just the medium that, that works for me and I really enjoy, I actually enjoy these, you know, as, as we were talking before, uh, before the recording and I, it's just gone up dramatically for me over the last three or four months and I just really enjoy the podcast and I, th- I think it, 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 it works for me. I haven't really got onto the video piece. I've tried it on and off, but I probably will get back to it at some point. So let, I just want to sort of crack on with a few other little bits and pieces. So we we're, we're talking about this personal brand. We're looking at it as a bit of a persona as well, and, and then you've got to fee, you've got to figure out what you're going to fill that persona with, which is going to help you to build your personal brand online and you as a person in reality. What are the dangers? because I think we, we, we talked about it. this is very briefly at the bit, at the beginning what are some of the things that people can do? which will just totally destroy whatever they've built
0: up. Okay. So this is, what, this is the danger, list. So this is the thing to be aware yeah. of. Yeah, okay. So it's not thinking before you speak, essentially. So bandwagoning. Okay, so if you put something out there, you need to be committed to it. You need to believe it. You need to, you know, just have that passion behind it. If you put something out there you don't really believe, you know, if you put something out there just because it's trending, that's you know, people see through that. You know, it's it actually becomes quite transparent. And I I think that's where people do damage to their brands because we, you know, all of a sudden it's just not it just doesn't feel right. Okay. So examples I guess would be last couple of months we've had black lives matter we've had pride month although that that did get a bit overshadowed this year um you know a lot of brands will put stuff out there just because it's trending okay we um during the black lives matter stuff blackout tuesday happened loads of people putting black squares on their social media profiles but they were doing it because everyone else was doing it not because necessarily it was something they believed in or understood and and actually, it's stuff like that that you need to be careful about. Because, and you know, just pick your platform. Sometimes it is better to be quiet than to follow the trend. So, like I said, anything like that where you're, you know, it's. I'm sure everyone believes in the in the Black Lives Matter movement, but if it's not something that is in like every day in your soul, that's where you need to be a little bit careful. If Obviously, any if you
1: Sorry don't what i said was if you don't live it then it's just a yeah. it's just a a, a little gimmick I, yeah. I think in the lockdown we ha- we saw a lot of adverts from um some of the bigger brands where they were talking about hey you know you're not alone we're with you with you, you know and they got so boring because it was the same type of advert from the same type of companies just trying to talk about the same thing where everybody was stuck, and it, and it was actually looking quite bland. At least that's what I remember. So some of the answers, yeah.
0: And them. you know, it, it's a, it's very easy to be insensitive with those things as well. without you think you're supporting a movement, but actually being quite insensitive. Mm. And so I, th- I think it's about having that awareness. Um, obviously, anything that is kind of sex, religion, politics please stay away from, you know, don't, don't, do not get, you know, if you're in politics anyway, then yeah, maybe. Um, but other than that, just stay well away from it and and just be really conscious of that. Um, diverse inclusion and diversity are massive, massive topics. So, you know, posting things that are at odds with anything that is inclusive, um, you know, anything that is, kind of you know going against the kind of diversity movement as well is you've just got to be so so sensitive over sometimes it's sometimes we see things we don't see a problem with it okay so i again it's a black lives matter example but i saw um, it was an advertising agency and they'd put uh, an image out. So it was, it's, it was called like, oh, I can't say the company name. Um, the, okay, so it was a company that had a colour in its name. So let's say Green Umbrella, okay, but they put, they renamed it to say Black Umbrella instead. And then they had a photo of their team. And they were saying, you know, Black Lives Matter and, you know, we stand and et etc. et cetera. But then there were like 35 people in this photo. And it was all white, male and pale. So what they were saying, okay, Black Lives Matter, we're behind the movement, yes, yes, yes. But here's a photo that proves it's not within the culture in- of our brand.
1: I've seen, I've seen similar ones a few years ago where I think company was talking about bringing women into the boardroom and they were a big push on this and saying, we've set up a task force to do this. And they were all white men.
0: Yeah. All men. But the thing is those people are, you know, they've, they've created these and they say, wow, this is powerful. This is great. This is fantastic. And it's all come from an amazing place, but they didn't get someone else to look at it. And I think if anyone external to their business had seen that, they'd have gone, yeah, I think you've got a problem here. Mm.
1: So going you back know? to the personal branding, so what we're saying is make sure your content resonates with what you're actually saying and what you believe in. What you believe. Otherwise, it yeah. will, people will see through that and it will affect your personal brand.
0: Yeah, like I said, it's, it's about being committed to, to what you're sharing. So um, I was on a podcast In fact, it wasn't podcast. It was a live video on Facebook, probably April, beginning of May, Um, and TikTok was. It was about the time Reese Witherspoon did some TikTok videos with her kids, and all of a sudden, all these all these people were moving over to TikTok, and it was before all the data stuff and Trump and all of that happening. Um, And I was asked what did I think would happen, and I said one of two things: Facebook will buy TikTok, or Facebook will re-engineer and develop their own version of TikTok. Okay, so fast forward to where we are now. Someone's going to buy TikTok. It might not be Facebook, but someone is going to buy TikTok. And Facebook have released Reels um, through the Instagram app, which is their equivalent to TikTok. Okay, so I put those, what I said in that live video on the spot. I said, I didn't know that's what I was going to be asked I put it out there with 100% conviction that that was my opinion and that's, you know, in that moment, that's what I thought would happen. And I wasn't scared to say it and I've said it in other places since. And so, like I said, from a personal brand perspective, in that situation, if I'd have gone, oh, I don't know really, that's not a strong personal brand. That's not someone that's a thought leader when it comes to social media or digital marketing. So you have to have an opinion. You have to have something. But could you actually say you have to have a voice? You have to have a voice. So could you in that
1: situation say, you know what? I'm not sure at the moment because I need to do this, this and this to really see what's going on. You could sort of take that line.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Or you could, you know, I I could have said, you know, historically these and I think I I probably did talk about, you know, I probably say this is probably what's going to happen because historically X, Y and Z have happened. So I think I did talk about the fact that, you know, Facebook tried to buy, um, so Facebook bought Instagram, it bought WhatsApp, um, Facebook tried to buy Snapchat, Snapchat wouldn't sell. Um, so essentially, Facebook then kind of re-engineered the, the, the best bits of Snapchat. And that's why we have all those sort of filters and things in Facebook and Instagram messengers and, you know, all all, all that sort of stuff. So you know, I, I could, I'd led with my knowledge and led with my value because I focus so much on my personal brand and I, I read to the level I read around my subject. I was able to offer an opinion, but if I wasn't sure, I'd have just lent on my knowledge at that point, but I would have had a voice. I wouldn't have said nothing.
1: So it's important to have a voice and be committed to what you, uh, what you're saying, believe in it, and then. Get it out there in in some consistent manner across either one platform or you know the, the platforms of your choice. Points. Okay, so uh, we, we touched on a few things that that could damage your uh, your brand. Is there a way of rebuilding your brand or actually going from one brand to you know changing to a different brand at uh, you know for whatever reason?
0: Yeah, I mean, p- people do it all the time. People do it all the time. So I think it is, if if something happens, if you have a slip, you have to recover quickly. Um, you know, we do see situations where, you know, like celebrity-wise, it's really hard to shake things. Um, trying to think of an example now, probably, um, do you know, when it comes to personal brand, it's a bit of an old example, but it's probably a good one to use. So Tiger Woods. Mm. You know, he was top of his getting like sponsorship deals left, right and center. He had a fun, fant- an amazing personal brand then had an issue or two in his marriage. Right. Yeah. And all these people just dropped him because they didn't want to be associated. Okay. Now actually, you know, okay. He's not come back at the same level, but he's then dealt with that, drawn a line, moved on, rebuilt, started to do stuff again. So Like I said, it is about, you know, Robert Downey Jr. as a celebrity, you know, like, man, did things go wrong for him. But, you know, look at Iron Man now, you know, it's kind of so it can be done. And if we bring that down to a business perspective, the kind of the issues we might have, the slip ups, they're generally going to be much easier to much quicker to recover from. So it is about just going like, you know, crap, that happened. Okay. I need to revert, I need to go back to those objectives. I need to revisit how I'm going to deliver value, what that value looks like, and make sure I get back to doing that. True. When you are building your personal brand, you have to stay true to sort of, you know, that this avatar of yourself you're creating, the audience you're serving, and how you deliver that value. Okay. And and constantly. Come back to that. I could get really caught up with the. This is going to sound really big-headed. I could get really caught up in the praise that I get. I can, you know, I've had messages. Or I've been asked to judge on some awards that I'm. I'm really excited about that. Are quite big within the recruitment sector. Um, I could, you know, I I could fight to get out of the, the door of the office because my head's so big. Okay. Or I could come back to actually, why am I building this brand? Who is it for? What am I trying to achieve out of it? And as long as you keep coming back to that, I actually think it's quite hard to make the mistakes. People make the mistakes when they start to kind of believe their own press. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you start to believe that you, uh, you mentioned uh, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, he probably thinks he is Tony Stark. You know, and... (laughs) And uh, so that's him sort of stepping into that character, but believes he is that character, and that does is a problem. And and funny enough, I actually have a book here which uh, I I have talked about before. It's called "Alter Ego Effects by uh, Todd Herman, and I use this in my coaching where some people actually have to step into a uh, into a superhero mode. So you believe you are Superman or Superwoman or Wonder Woman or you know Captain Marvel or you know, or Robert Downey Jr. And to get you through a particular situation or a particular meeting or whatever. And I do go back to my IBM training because they used to tell us um, and their training was quite inten- intensive and, and quite long. If you were a salesperson, you actually spent nine months in training for your sales training. It wasn't nine months continuous, but you're like two weeks on, two weeks off, a week on, two weeks off. You know, so you, it was a lot of time. And what they would tell us was, we don't care what you do in the evening, we don't care what you do at night, but at nine o'clock tomorrow morning when you have to do that presentation for one hour, you come suited, booted, ready, I don't care if you're drunk, I don't care if you're gonna fall over, I don't care if you're gonna collapse, but for that one hour, you are the epitome of the best salesperson that represents IBM. He said, so when you knock knock on that door, you take a deep breath, button up, go and do the job, the presentation, and when it's all done, we don't care if you collapse in a heap in a corner for 24 hours, but that's what you have to do. Mm. I, and, and I do remember this because that's what we used to do. That, and every time I went to a meeting, I'd deep breath, recall a few things, knock on the door, and you know, smile, and you're off. And it. And, it, and it was a performance. As I say, sales, yeah. salespeople are all frustrated actors anyway, but. Uh, <laughs> But it was. It was you, you stepped into character. And I think that is, it is also a good technique. If ever anybody wants to, you know, please go and read the book. Alter, it's called The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. If you can't put it into practice, come to me and I'll help you put it into practice. But you can step into that and use that as part of your persona. Mm. Just like you, I think, you know, maybe you probably do that when you dance around a oh. little bit and you know get you stepping into a persona which gets you ready for that uh, particular situation and that scenario that you're working to working in
0: completely completely and, and, and i tell you what i love
1: it do you know what <laughs> most people do most people, and the amazing thing about it is you'd be surprised how much more they can do and achieve when they step into a character because it's not them anymore it is the character if you are if you believe you are batman uh, you know just to take the example then batman doesn't stop he you know he will get up uh, if you believe you are captain marvel you will believe you can actually fly and you can you can go through anything it's not nothing is going to stop you and that's the value actually having Ultra egos because they do really work for people. And they also work very much for people who are shy, who are introverted. Mm-hmm. There's quite a few actors quite introverted naturally, but when they step on stage or onto the film set, into the character, they are totally, totally different, totally different. And uh, there's a few that come out to mind. There's, uh, uh, I you might remember the back to the future series. Yes. Yes. And the mad professor, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah. And I saw some interviews, and he absolutely did not answer any questions. He just said yes, no, maybe, because because his natural persona, his natural personality, was quite introverted. He didn't like doing interviews. He hated them, and he just you know this one short answer every you know after the other, and that was him. That was him. But when he got on stage, when he was actually acting, he was like this mad lunatic, you know, professor, and it worked. Mm-hmm different anyway i'm just conscious of time and your time as well i think we've covered quite a few bits uh, on personal uh, branding is there anything else that you think would be useful for anybody trying to build their personal brand as a final sort of you know two three things um, to, to do do
0: you know i think we've we've covered quite a lot um i think that I don't think there's much more we can add. Probably the only thing I would sort of say to kind of round it up and, and finish it off. Sometimes I working with people and they come back to me and say, okay, Christine, I've done all this stuff. Um, you've told me to build my personal brand. I need to do this and this and this, and I'm doing it all, and I'm doing it all, but I'm not seeing any results. Okay, I, I'm not getting anything from it. Okay, yeah, I've made a few, You know, I've got a few more followers or, you know, but I'm, I'm not getting any opportunities. I'm not getting any leads for my business. I'm not making any money. And, you know, I have a list of questions I run through, but the final question on the list is, are you following up? And quite often it's like we get so caught up in building this personal brand for marketing purposes, sales purposes, but then actually we forget to follow up. People, re- follow people up. will reach out to you. So people will reach out to you. Maybe they've engaged with you. Maybe you've been posting merrily away and there's, um, you know, there's a couple of people that they're always commenting, okay, or every time you talk about a certain element of your service or your product, they always comment with a question or they, they comment saying, Oh wow, that looks amazing. Wow, that sounds amazing. Okay. Actually reach out to them as an individual, follow up with them on a one-to-one basis. You know, oh thanks you know, thanks. I've seen you've commented on a few things I've put out recently. Be great, you know. Can we grab a coffee? I'd love to be able, you know, if you think I can give you some value, let's have a chat. You know, and you don't even need to go in with that bit, you know, see, you know, I've noticed you seem to be quite interested in this. Why don't we jump on a call and discuss it? But, you know, be great. It'd be great to talk to you. So all this stuff we're doing in public domain, we're not going to do deals in public domain, are we? So actually, we need to do that follow up that takes all this marketing activity actually into a sales activity. And, you know, I'm saying that assuming that's the result you want out of it, but know if you're doing it to make meaningful connections it's the same thing you need to reach out to these people as individuals to create those one-to-one communications so that actually that person you connected to on LinkedIn is also someone that you know you can send a voice note to on WhatsApp when you're having a bad day going oh things are a bit crappy here how are things with you so um, like I said you know being clear on that outcome that that objective is really really important but if you're looking at it, you're thinking, oh, you know, I'm listening to Christina and Azzy say all this stuff and I'm doing it all, I'm doing it all, I'm doing it all and I'm not getting anything out of it. Ask yourself that question. Are you following up?
1: I would probably add there, and it's something that's, uh, funny enough, I come from a sales background and it's something I fell foul off as well. Uh, moving from a corporate company and then working for myself and trying to get clients who were not companies anymore but were individuals who were... Uh, had to pay the bill themselves rather than the company paying. And one of the things that I wasn't doing initially was actually telling people what I've got to sell. And, and we forget this. And we got, I, got, I got so busy in the, in the marketing and you know, the, the, all the branding and all this kind of stuff. And I forgot to sort of say to people, well, oh, actually, this is what I do. And these are three coaching packages I have. And this, is, this costs this much, that costs that much. And this is, and these are, this is what you get as an outcome. And we forget to actually go and tell people what it is we actually do and what we uh, will deliver to the people and what it costs. Mm-hmm. So some people might be put off by the cost. Some people might like the outcome. Some people, they might think I actually just do training and not one-to-one coaching. And you, sometimes you have to be a little bit more clearer about, uh, about what it is that you actually do. If you want me to buy lots of PCs from me, then tell them you've got lots of PCs to buy You know that have just come in and here's the specs and this is the value and and so on and so on and we forget to do that
0: mm, completely
1: anything else anything else that people can take away
0: um i i think that's pretty much it i mean it's you know it, there's loads of stuff that i've got content wise on the website i'd like really invite people to come and have a look at that there's sort of guides on how to perfect your linkedin profile and um yeah ebooks to give you content ideas that sort of stuff so there's so many things I can dig into so many things um but like I say I'm just I'm really conscious of time and keeping people's attention
1: absolutely we talked so,
0: about a lot of stuff <laughs>
1: so if somebody wants to work on their personal branding either for themselves their company their team whatever how do they get hold of you
0: Okay, so um, find me on LinkedIn, so Christina Robinson. Um, You can hop onto the website, so green-umbrella.biz, B-I-Z. um, And actually, if you do, green-umbrella.biz, forward slash goodies, G-O-O-D-I-E-S, that's the page where you'll find all our downloads, um, and like I said, there's a, there's a ton of resource there. It's all free to access. Um, there's guides on defining your ideal client, seventy five ideas of things to post. There's oh, there's a ton, five things to do every day on LinkedIn. There's tons and tons of um, valuable information there. So dig in and it, I guarantee it'll help you.
1: Christina, thank you very much for your time. Really useful, really helpful, and lots of interesting side discussions or, or diversion discussions. So that was uh, that was brilliant. Thank you for that. And um, maybe we'll come back to you another time and look a little bit more about how you got from just working as a temp and owning your business and what how you've managed to do that.
0: Absolutely, I'd love to love to talk again. Brilliant. Thank you once again. Thanks, Azim.